Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. Just wanna do something special for all the ladies in the world. Just wanna do something special for all the ladies in the world. And the girls, don't forget them. Caribbean, Parisian, Bolivian, Namibian. Eastern Oceanian, Republic of Dominican, Amphibian, Presbyterian, Out of Sight. Welcome back, one and all, to the second installment of the Glee Cast and the Furious, or the 34th installment of the Feminine Critique, a podcast where we're chicks and we talk about movies. Yeah. Uh, I am one of your hostesses. I am Emily. With me is my regular co-hostess, Christine. Still, still work on that. I don't know. I was thinking how you called me regular, and then I was gonna be like, oh, and and our irregular. We're gonna make period jokes, but you know, we are chicks. We do those things. Uh, yeah. So, Christine, our regular, Hi. all everything, everything good down there. Is that what we're saying? Oh, me? me? What? We're all, we're regular. Great. Okay. Okay. And, cool. Uh, with us, as occasionally, uh, is our special guest, semi-regular uh, co-hostess, <laughs> Erica. Hi. How is the semi-regularity working out for you? Uh, semi-regular is a little scary, but I'm dealing with it. It's. Yeah. I was hoping you go with irregular. Well, irregular and semi-regular are two very different things when they we're are. talking about being women. It's true. I mean, semi-regular, you still know what to expect. Irregular, it's just... Who knows? Maybe today, maybe a year from now. Everybody knows exactly what we're talking about, don't they? Why are we having this conversation? I don't know. This is really quick to get derailed. I'm trying to balance out because we're going to have a very manly episode since we're talking. uh, What are we talking about? The Fast Um, and the Furious Tokyo Drift. That is it. Or as I like to call it, Three Fast, Three Furious. And better luck tomorrow. Am I supposed to still be telling people? Yeah, I don't please, know. Please. Okay. And and better luck tomorrow, which is the quasi prequel to the Fast and the Furious that includes a character that is in Tokyo Drift. Indeed. Directed by the by same director. Justin Lin. Yes. 
So before we get to those things, we're going to talk about some other stuff first, which would involve other movies and media and such that we have been consuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, should we be ladies and let our semi-regular co-hostess start? I think we should. That's only nice. Then we shall. You guys, I kept an actual list this time. I'm really <gasps> excited. <laughs> Yay! Um, so since the last time I was on the show... I have watched, well, in honor of the 10th anniversary, I watched Mean Girls. Ah, oh, okay, that's see, I watched that about. last week, too, or the last, yeah. for the last show, too. So good. Yep, I was, I was doing a lot of filing at work and burning of discs and stuff, and I needed just some background noise, so I threw that on, and it was perfect. Very nice, very nice. Um, after being on with you girls last time, I watched both Take This Waltz and Violet and Daisy. Ah! Oh, yay! How did that go? <laughs> it went well. I, I like them both. Um, I think Violet and Daisy had its moments where it lost me a little bit just because it got a little, like, long and boring. But mm-hmm. I enjoyed the overall aesthetic of it a lot. Yeah, it's a really cool-looking movie. Yeah, and I enjoyed the acting, too. I mm-hmm. thought they were a lot of fun. And I always loved James Gandolfini. Oh, he was so um, good in that. He was so lovable. Yeah. Um, take This Waltz. I need you guys to cover it and have me on because I just want to talk about it. <laughs> okay. That is a plan. That's yeah. Plan. Is there a uh, Fast and Furious movie that involves waltzing? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, so Give we'll me some time. Extension. I might be able to find a connection. Well, they've already made seven, right? So maybe part eight will involve waltzing. <laughs> well, this no, one, seven this is... involved drifting. So isn't it yeah. waltzing just like drifting with choreography? Sure. <laughs> seven isn't done being filmed yet, by the way. Oh, okay. I can't. They halted production when uh, Paul Walker passed R.I.P. That does happen. And uh, they were doing rewrites before they start filming him. Okay, I see. Um, let's see. I also watched, well, I watched Frozen again. Um, How many times is that now? It's a lot. Okay, okay. I, I basically have the movie memorized. Very nice. It's, it's crawling up my Netflix queue. It keeps getting bumped out. Uh, show. Why? Why? Okay, the library said they had better luck tomorrow. There were no holds on it. I was the number one hold, and it just never came. So therefore, it had to, I had to get it from Netflix, and therefore, I didn't watch Frozen again. Uh, okay, fine. Um, I also rewatched Thor The Dark World. Okay. Uh, you liked it. Christine did not, if I recall. I, I wanted to punch it in the face. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then I'm definitely right about that. I just enjoyed staring at Chris Hemsworth. So there you go. She makes good points. How can I argue with that? Um, in conjunction with that, I went to the theater and saw Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Did you love it? I did. It was so good. (laughs) It was really, really good. I I saw it again as I promised. Did you? Because I felt I started to nod off towards the back end, not because of the movie. I had worked an eleven-hour day. I went to a midnight show. And it just wasn't working for me. So I was like, I have to see it again. And I did. And it was just as good, if not better. Yeah, it was really good. Mike and I go to the first possible. If you go at our AMC theater, if you go to the first showing of any movie of the day, it's only $6. That's awesome. Um, So we actually get bagels and we go and we eat breakfast in the movie theater. So that's how we watch that with bagels. And it was very American and very good. And I really enjoyed it a lot. Um. What else did I watch? Oh, on Easter, I watched both Premium Rush. Oh, oh nice. Oh, fun. Right? Yes. Right? right? Yes. Ridiculous well, movie, but I, I like fun. it. Yeah, I had seen it already. I love it. But um, my Michael family. Shannon, so good. Yeah, my family hadn't seen it, so we watched it. That and um, 
I had never seen but also watched on Easter Men in Black 3. I love that fucking movie. I really enjoyed it. It's really so fun, in my opinion. It's really weird how you guys are like one person just... We are. And then one went to <laughs> Texas and one went to Long Island and they both exist. And it's weird. It's like that movie plus one. <laughs> um, hey, that's on my weird. list. I watched it. Oh, okay. Ooh. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I enjoyed it. But can, well, let me ask you a question, Christine, since yes. you, you seem to... Are you familiar with all three Men in Black films? Um, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> I haven't seen the second one in a really long time, but am I wrong in remembering this happening? At the end of the second one, didn't Tommy Lee Jones leave wasn't he he was like i was training my replacement and will smith stayed on and he left and no, like that's the end of the first one is it yeah is Dude, that the, the end of the first one wait so how does the second one no, start the first one ends and it's like will smith and linda fiorentino <gasps> that's remember. right and you're like oh okay so that's uh, gonna be the next movie and it wasn't because then the second movie they start with um tommy lee jones working like in a mail room and that's when will smith has to go there and be like dude uh, you're an alien hunter yeah yeah oh okay how, how that one ends I don't think I ever watched it. It doesn't end that way. See, I all I remembered was that ending, and I didn't remember which movie it was attached mm-hmm. to. And I was like, why is he back again if he retired? So, mm-hmm. okay, that explains everything. Thank you for clearing that up. I do what I can. I mean, but I yeah. Christine. No, um, shush. I, they kind of all blur together, although the third one made a big impact on me for some reason. Weren't they because, in your neighborhood? Um, oh, yeah, they, the, they did. They, they did at one of the um, studios near my old Applebee's. But, um, yeah, you can't see anything. It's because Josh Brolin has such a spot on Tommy Lee Jones. That's Oh, it's really good. And I know it was cliche and stupid, but the relationship with, um, with the Will Smith character and his dad really worked for me. Oh, I know. It was really cute. (laughs) I loved it. I did. I enjoyed it a lot. And that, and the bad guy is Jermaine from Flight of the Conchords, which is just ridiculous because it doesn't look like him. It does okay, not he look didn't like, look him. like himself in the Muppets. He did not. I, didn't I haven't seen that, that yet. Him. Somebody's like, because I'm like, who is that other inmate? They're like, oh, it's the guy from Blood of the Concords. I'm like, no, it wasn't. I'm like, that's the guy who wrote the music. The, and then I finally realized that no, it was, and I, did, I still didn't believe it. Every time I see him, I have to IMDb and be like, and make sure because it, he never looks, looks the same so to me. So different without yeah. the like the not Bieber haircut, but like the you know the haircut I'm talking about. The yeah, yeah, Concords I know. Haircut. That's all my movies. Yay! Nice run, nice run. Uh, Thanks. Christine, mm-hmm. aka oh. Erica Part 2. Oh, I'm sorry, yes. Erica Part Actually, 1. What do you have to say? I, I had one more. I forgot. We'll forgive you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, I was waiting in rapt attention. What oh. is it? <laughs> um, I watched Once, which oh, is... Had you never seen it? No, I hadn't. It's oh. the one that's a bro- it's on Broadway. Yeah, that was on my long Wait, list that? for Gleecast coverage. Oh, really? Yeah, I, do. I love that movie. I thought one day we should talk about it. What oh. is it? Hey, everybody, what is it? Um, Erica 2.0. Uh, Erica 1.0 is going to tell you what once is. Go. Um, it's, it's, um, it's a movie that's a musical about, like, a street performer and this, like, one-week relationship he has with this woman who, like, gets him to actually record his music. Um, I think... I think Emily's probably better off telling you about it because I was super bored by it. Oh, were you? I'm sorry. I was. I, I like, wanted to, well, Mike really wants to see it on Broadway so bad, and I was like, I've well. I've heard amazing things about it on Broadway, and I yeah. think it's probably much more interesting on Broadway if you were bored by the movie. Yeah, and Rory from Doctor Who is on Broadway in it. 
Okay. Oh, really? That's so neat. Yes. I would go immediately. See, so I was like, all right, let's watch this because, like, I'll go see it if he's in it. And I was just, like, super, like, uh, it was a really sweet story. And, yeah. like, I like the premise and the idea. And I, I enjoyed the music. I did like it a lot. But yeah. the movie was just, it was like watching a long music video. I was just like, enough already. Like, come on. It's, yeah, it's a very sedate movie. Yeah, it's super quiet. Like, I was it's just a like, love story, but there's, but not. Like, but it's, like, not a satisfying love story. Yeah, like, there was controversy because I remember when the movie came out, the poster was just the two of them, like, standing next to each other, looking at each other. And then when they, like, either, like, the U.S. release or the DVD release, what it was, it was, like, they they photoshopped the image where it was the two of them holding hands. Oh. And, like, that pissed off, like, anybody that saw the movie because they were, like, there's no physical emotion between the two, though. Yeah. Because it is. It's a very, it's a love story that's more kind of, like, an artistic, intellectual love story than anything else. Oh, that sounds like it could be interesting. Um, the song, you might have heard the, the like, the, the main song of the film won the Oscar and it was infamous because it was when John Stewart hosted and they played the mute song and it was really good and they won the Oscar and they came up to accept the Oscar and then they got musicked off and then John Stewart brought back the chick to give finish her speech. Oh, that sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, it happened. I believe hmm. you. Okay. So yeah, I watched that. Okay. And now I am officially done with my list. All right, Christine uh, 1.0. Yeah. Can we hear your list? Okay, I, I really did well. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna whip through these because I I wanted to do one a day and I, I managed to, which is really good for me. Um, I had read the book and I wanted to see the movie even though I didn't like the book. The perks of being a wallflower. Oh, okay. I didn't really like the movie. I don't know why I decided to commit to the whole process. Uh, Christine 2.0. Did you see that movie? I did, and I read the book. Um, and the book was just not what I expected when I read I read the book first and then watched the movie. Mm. Um, so it's not that I didn't like the book, but I was like, this is not the story that I expected from this. Had both of you read the book, like, recently or... or yeah, I, okay. well, I mean, I read it in, like, late last year, probably. Okay, yeah, so I read it in high school, and same. I feel like that's a book that's really designed for young adults and high school students to read. Usually I can connect to young adult um, yeah. literature, but Basically, there's something about it. All I read is young adult literature, actually. <laughs> um, I, I just wasn't happy with the way the story unfolded, and then I didn't understand. I was like, maybe it'll be good on screen, because the cast is pretty yeah, it's good cast. Pretty good, and I was like, okay, I'm into this. It's I don't know. Kevin from We Need to Talk About Kevin, right? He's in it. Jesus Christ, is that who that is? We need to talk about him. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah you're probably an episode of Laundry Recipe. You're probably super right. Is he the main kid? No, he's not the main he's, kid. I think he's like the gay brother. He's the gay. Oh, yeah. he was so good. He was very good. It was good. Everybody was good in it. It's just not for me, oh. clearly. But I decided to watch it. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I recommend. If you liked the book, please see the movie. I'm curious it's about the movie. I didn't love the smart. book. I just remember. I have a fond, fleeting memory of reading it mm. 15 years ago. Yeah. Um. So I I saw that. That was nice. Um, I, I watched a movie called Sinister. Oh, okay. What'd you think? It was horrifying. Um, I loved it and it was terrifying and I screamed a lot and I said, please make this stop. Um, cause it was really scary to me. I thought there were excellent elements in the film, but I had, I had such a problem with like token, uh, like the, the marriage, like Ethan Hawke's relationship to the characters 
and the like turn on a fucking light, like all those kind of cliches of modern horror that really pissed me off. But I mm-hmm. thought there was some, there was there was some really fucking creepy stuff going on in there. There was a lot of creepy stuff. It really appealed to certain things that bother me personally. Okay. Um, some horror movies don't hit with people because they're just not things that they're scared of, and that happens to me a lot. These are a lot of things. A lot of things hit with me on this one. I I really liked the way it was shot. I thought it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they showed certain ghost elements in it, I thought was ingenious and beautiful and haunting. Um, yeah, there were super cliched moments, but I thought there was a lot of good stuff that um, made me not care so much. Yeah, I hear you. Cool. It was um, terrifying. So that's two terrifying movies I've seen this month, that and The Innkeepers. I was really fucking scared. Okay. Um, I saw Captain America again in 3D. You don't need to see it in 3D. I really don't think it added anything. Um, I watched Plus One because okay. you said that it was A Plus. I get it. It Lots was A Plus One. <laughs> um, I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. It was different, I did, right? It, just it was different. I. This is becoming a cliche thing that I say. Um, I think I need to see it again. <laughs> um, but it's a short movie. But it. It. I didn't know what to expect and. I, I think it's really interesting, but I was super tense and like waiting for things to happen that didn't happen. But that doesn't mean that it's bad. It's just my expectations were in weird places while I was watching it. It, it is because I think that's something about that movie is it. It's really hard to because you're watching it, it. It's very different just in its tone and the storyline. So yeah, you're expecting a certain direction and it doesn't go down there. Mm-hmm. So I could I could see how it like it might be a little like martyrs almost where once I once I can kind of know what tone to go for it might be an easier watch. In some yeah, way. yeah. I think it's I think it's worth looking at it again. But it was interesting the acting and it was really good. I thought it was it, right. The kids were yeah, really good. They were really good. I I enjoyed it. So thank you for um, pushing me yeah, on that one. Um, apparently it's been on instant watch, but I just noticed I um, rewatched The Running Man. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, it's been on there. I didn't see it. No, I think um, it just came on there because I feel okay. like they've just been showing it. So I think it must have been newly added. Well, good. I love that movie. It's fucking awesome. So I watched it. Erica, have you ever seen The Running Man? Erica, no. No, I haven't. And I, it's a point of contention in my relationship. Well, it should be. <laughs> but he owns it and it's on the list of things to watch. Actually, it was in my hand on Easter because my uncle had it too. And I was like, should I bring this out? And then I was like, no, I don't feel like watching this right now. Okay, is there ever a Fast and the Furious installment where they do a lot of running? Because, again, you can pair it. Or that there's a man in? <laughs> <laughs> Done. Yep. Well, I would talk about that. I love that movie. Oh, it's, it's a childhood favorite. Yeah. My my favorite is like the one liners are are really not funny in any way. In they're movie, so bad. But they're delivered with so much conviction. And my favorite still is Sub Zero. No, he's just regular Zero. Yep, <laughs> the best. That's so good. So that movie, so so fun. Um, I spent a Saturday morning watching um, cartoons. I watched um, DC Showcase, The Spectre, and DC, DC Showcase, Green Arrow, because I don't know anything about DC, so I was trying to be taught things. Did you learn um, things? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Green Arrows are kind of boring, that's what I learned. Um, there's also a new Marvel animated movie, Avengers Confidential, Black Widow and Punisher, Jeez, if you want to waste your time, you should take a look at that. Ouch, ouch. So I feel bad. Like somebody else has said that too. 
it, one of my, the woman who did the story, I don't know if she quote unquote wrote it, but a woman who did the story is one of my favorite, um, comics writers. She's, she's, I think she's extraordinarily talented and I, I, I was excited that she did this. Um, I don't know if she just developed like the story an outline and somebody else went in and fleshed it out because it was just really disappointing. Um, I watched Insidious 2. Me too. Yeah. Me chapter wow. 2 is what I should say. Hey, guess what? That yeah. movie was somehow worse than the first one. <laughs> Did you like it? I liked it. Ooh. Uh, I didn't love it. I would say that um, I liked that as a sequel. It wasn't what you can so easily do with sequels to theatrical horror movies, which is just the formula again. It felt yeah. like, nope, the story that this is just keeping going with the story like this is what happened later that night um so i appreciated that i thought some of the choices like so there were some effective spooky stuff there was a whole lot of really silly stuff mm. um i was super disturbed by a young actress speaking with lynn Shay's voice right immediately God. immediately yeah. noticed that and wanted yeah. her to stop it was a, like the a league of their own thing which they what they do with uh, gina davis and yep. another actress it was horrifying and the scariest thing in that movie mm-hmm. um i really like the score i can see that I, I i noticed it and i rarely notice things like that so it was different it had like a very distinct like angry violin sound that i yeah. thought was, like very disharmonic and everything and i really dug that um overall like it was it was a letdown but it if you had also, to rate it what would you rate it out of what's our rating system out of 10? Like out of 10, yeah. Uh, I'd probably go 5.75. Yeah. All right. Like that's that's even. fair. Like to me it was better than what I was expecting, but considering that I did really like the conjuring and I thought this was eh, this was a step back from the conjuring. I need to see, I need to see the conjuring still. Um I just I didn't I'm you know how I feel about the first insidious and then this one it's just basically like everything that didn't work for me in the first movie oh, they're like let's make a whole movie like that everything of the first because you have obviously have the same characters but you have the same like okay we have to have a baby monitor scene we're yeah. gonna have some comic relief we're gonna have Lin Shay being like fun but spooky and kind of silly but we're gonna take it seriously or we're not we're not sure um yeah. and it's very earnest but it's a little cheesy in a lot of the dialogue. Yep. Uh, yeah, it and feels like it's like a like a hey, this is kind of for you tween up there. Oh yeah, it's very much I think a like good sleep sleepover horror movie in a way. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I get, I think if you had shown me this when I was like twelve or thirteen, I would have died. Right, right. But um, yeah. Oh, they do one interesting thing with Patrick Wilson's character in relation to the first movie that I was super impressed with and really thought was cool if you know what i'm talking about i don't want to spoil it um they they tie it back to the first movie in a very interesting way that i was like why couldn't this be the whole fucking movie yeah Yeah. it's and i mean it's i i really root for james wan which is interesting we talk about him because he's going to be he or he has inherited the fast which is surprising but yeah good for him um i just feel like he is somebody i always i like seeing him get better um i mean i will still defend saw and i really like dead silence i think i like what he tried to do with dead silence mm-hmm. um, i thought uh insidious i i had problems with but i also really appreciate a lot of it um conjuring i thought was excellent like i just i feel like he also pays really close attention to things that he doesn't like about 
genre films and tries to not do them. Mm-hmm. So, like, his characters turn on fucking light switches when they walk into a room with a ghost. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that so much that I will forgive him anything, in a way. Um, so, yeah, I'm always kind of rooting for him. Uh, and with this one, it made money, so it's fine. I thought it could have been so much worse. Yeah, I can see that. Eh. Are they doing a third one, do you know? Yes. I, okay. I don't think he is. I um, I think he is now not involved in the third one, uh, but they definitely greenlit a third one. Made. I will watch it. Yeah. That's my bold proclamation. Um, I, see, I'm going to push forward real fast. Um, there's a movie on streaming on Instant called Ass Backwards in June Diane Raphael. It's like her movie, and I like her. I think she's super funny. And um, it's like a lady comedy movie. Yeah, okay. Um, I watched it with a non-lady. Ooh. It was like, eh, I guess this is okay. Mm. I really liked it. I thought it was really funny. This one's only for the ladies. Um, but I don't know. I To say, like, it's female humor. I don't think it was. <laughs> it just really worked for me. I really enjoyed it. It's called Ass Backwards. People should watch it. Um, I watched the new Paranormal Activity movie. Again? The marked oh, ones? Oh, I had no, the new, new one. Okay. New, new, new. The marked ones, yeah. Um, I streamed it from Amazon Prime and then got an email from Amazon Prime saying that, from Amazon saying they were refunding my money. I was like, why? I watched it. And they and <laughs> then I, I read closely and they were like, because the video quality wasn't good. Aww. I didn't even notice, Aww. but thank you, Amazon. <laughs> um, it was cliche and, you know, this is, this is Mexicans. This is how Mexicans are. Um, and in, Mexicans are cliche, right? But like this, like weird. I but it, it it was pointed out, like yeah, that's a weird cliche representation of of Mexicans or like Latinos in general. But aren't the paranormal activities kind of this weird cliche of white people too? That's fair. Like what white person? I mean, who, who is this person? Do you act like that? No. So yeah. So maybe it was just bad characters. But I liked it a lot. I don't know. Did you see that one? No. I just like your review, which is kind of really cliche and racist to Mexicans, but I liked it a lot. No, but what the paranormal activity has never been like, yeah, I love the characters in that movie. Yeah. It's like, do the setups work? Mm-hmm. And does like the, the thread that ties the, the, the franchise together, is that still interesting and is that still working? Um, it's not among my favorite of them, but it did some really cool things that I was excited about. Okay, so. I'm waiting for it to come to Netflix, and then I'll watch it. Yeah, you definitely should. I will watch it again, probably. I enjoyed it. Um, I watched a documentary on Netflix called Crazy Love. It's about people that do crazy things and then end up together. It's weird. Um, but I recommend that. Um, I watched Scooby-Doo WrestleMania Mystery. What? Pretty Ooh. fucking amazing. Wait, 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 is it animated? Yep. Oh, it would actually be better if it wasn't. But uh, what, so it's animated Scooby Doo and WrestleMania. Yep. He go. They go to like WWE City, and they have to solve a crime. And everybody's there. The Miz is there, and John Cena is there, and Vince McMahon is there. Oh, jeez, it sounds. Like it's Brandon's gonna hate it, but I'm gonna make him watch. It's it. really fun. You should totally watch it. Charles S. Dutton does one of the voices. Oh, scored. Yes. yes right. We're watching it. Right, um, yeah. It's the, it's the kind of thing that, like, I bet is one of the signs of, like, because Brandon's, like, old school, so all of the sort of, like, when, the, like, characters come on Raw and do things and it's all goofy, which I, of course, like because I'm a nerd, um, mm-hmm. he gets really angry. So I feel like that's going to make him really angry, but I'm going to insist we watch it. Um, you should. Uh, it, it's, it just came out. It came out recently. It's Side fun. note, I may not be getting married after all. Uh, I'm sorry in advance. 
Um, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's, it's like feature length. It's an hour and a half. Oh, damn. But, I mean, it's better than some non-Scooby-Doo WrestleMania movies I've seen. <laughs> there, there, there are a lot of them, surprisingly enough. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I, give it a, I gave it like a 6.5, 7 or something like that. I, I liked it. And lastly, I, on Easter, because it's only appropriate, I watched Rapture Palooza. Oh my god, me too! <laughs> Weird. I know! <laughs> um, yeah, I was disappointed. I didn't hate it or anything, but I, it's had a strong start for me, and I was like, this is gonna fucking kick ass. And then it kind of fell apart. Yeah, it's, it wasn't greatly put together. Um, some of, I, I laughed a lot. Yeah. Uh, then I go through points where I wasn't laughing, where I was like, that was such a poorly delivered joke. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it I just found, I don't know, I, I laughed a lot. I, would say. I laughed a lot, too. I, I found occasionally it was it, it meandered a, a little bit much for my liking. Yeah. Like, come on, guys, let's get back to the movie. I forgot who directed it. I know it was written Ooh, by I didn't one even of look. the guys who did um, Bill and Ted's. Oh, I didn't know that. Half of that crew. But the director was someone different, and I can't remember who. But I think that's kind of where, because I'm guessing a lot of it was improv, just because Craig Robinson, like, it, it felt like he was just doing his own thing. Yeah. Uh, which was glorious. I loved him in it. Um, and I, lo- I, loved Anna, I love Anna Kendrick, and I thought I really liked her kind of tone in the movie. She was she was great, and that kid whose name I can't think of, that was her boyfriend. Her boyfriend. He was, he was yeah, great. It was some of his lines, though, and I don't know if it was just that they were like where that was the writing or what but like some of his lines where I'm like that's just not fun like I, it's a really easy joke in a movie that seems smarter than that I guess yeah uh, but I, I enjoyed it I don't know it made me laugh but I'm I'm easy like that well I, I did you watch it on Easter too no I, watched I was gonna it say but you had the same idea as I did well, that's all I got. That was a lot. I'm sorry. That's okay. I tried to quit. I have a fair amount, too. Um, so I'll try to fly through. Um, because everybody had really been talking about it, by everybody, I mean the Gentleman's Guide, uh, I finally watched Expendables 2. Oh, meh. Oh, it was fun. Meh. I feel like really what they said. If, I don't like fun. <laughs> if you were... I don't know what else you would have been expecting. It was exactly what it should have been. Nothing more, nothing less. I hated the first one, though. I got dragged to it. I don't know why I keep going to see these in the theater. Did you like this one more or less than the first one? Equally. Equally? This is the one with Liam Hemsworth, right? I like right? this one much more. Uh, is this Liam Hemsworth? Sir Hemsworth, yeah. 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 I thought um, Van Damme was an awesome villain. They didn't let him do anything. Oh, he was so cool. I'm glad you liked it. I liked the chick. I don't know who she was, but I liked how they handled her. Uh... I don't know. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was, again, like dumb jokes, but of course it was. It was Expendables too. It was a good time. Uh, along those lines, I finally watched The Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, I love that movie. I'd never seen it. It took me a minute to remember what movie that was. <laughs> it is streaming on Instant Watch. It stars everybody ever. Yes. Ever. Um, really good. Really enjoyable. I just very much liked it. I thought it you was liked it? Yeah, and I thought it was go- Like I loved the look of it, too. And part of it's just because it was filmed in Italy. Yeah. Um, but it just had a great look to it. I thought everybody was great. Um, the soundtrack was great. Yeah, I enjoyed it, and I'm glad I finally got around to it. It's it's a bit long, right? It is very long. It yeah. actually took me going to work, coming back from work, and then going to work again. 
Yeah, that's why I don't think I rewatch it more because it's yeah, just it's, such a commitment. It's over two hours. It could have been shorter. It's hard to say it dragged because I chopped it up in three bits because it didn't drag to me. But if I was like sitting down watching it, I might have at one point been like, I have to pee because this movie's really mm -hmm. boring. So I don't know. Um, a very short movie that I watched on the other side was uh, an instant watch. It's one that's been making the rounds of new horror talk, and that's Alice Kills. Yeah, I saw that pop up on mine. What'd you think? I really liked it. It's weird. It has a very strange tone where it kind of starts very just like almost, like I hate the term, but almost mumblecore-esque where it's just yeah. very like character, young people based. And then it turns into something very different. And then it kind of turns again into something much lighter. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a very strange movie, but for that, I really liked it. Uh, I'd recommend it. It's it's short too. It's like eighty minutes, and it like I, I would group it with um, what I talked about last week, which was contracted, contracted, uh, where it just feels like okay, this is a new horror movie that's that's fresh, that feels very different. Mm -hmm. uh, on the flip side of that, I watched the Carrie remake. <gasps> I've been putting it off. What did you think? Eh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say that they handled the It's 2013 very well. Yeah. Um, I think they made it relevant, sure. Um, I liked that the kids looked like they were in high school. But, nah. Uh, there was no actual need for it. No need. What? There was no need if you weren't going to do anything new with it. Yeah. And if the only thing new you're doing is cell phone videos, it's not that new. It's not, it's not filmed like the original, though, right? It doesn't look like De Palma's movie. Though, Does right? it look like De Palma in that? Are there split screens? No. Does, you know, a character wear a red baseball cap? No. But does it... I mean, she wears the same dress, and she's got the same hair color, and she's still hot, even though she's supposed to be fat. I'm sorry. Nobody will ever cast a fat Carrie, and they need to, because that's what she is in the book. Sorry. Derailed there. It's okay. No, no, it's okay. I really want a fat Carrie. I it's really, all right. really want a fat carry already. I hope it happens for you. Thank it's you. Okay. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, it's no, it's it's not. Um, yeah, it's not beholden to De Palma, um, but it just doesn't feel. And it's I like Kimberly Pierce a lot, so I was really mm -hmm. hoping that she would have done something interesting. But it just it doesn't feel anything. Julianne Moore is just is very one note, which um, is really who I was going in for. Yeah, that's why I would have seen that. Um, what's her name? Chloe, 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 Moritz. Chloe Grace Moritz. She, I mean, she's good. She does as well as she can with trying to make you believe that she's not beautiful. Mm -hmm. But again, sorry, but she is really pretty. No, I know. She's you know? stunning. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was as unnecessary as you can get, but could have been worse, I guess. Like they do like one new thing where they give Sue's character like one extra kind of, oh, but then they don't do anything with it, and there's no reason for it to have been done. So, I don't know. It just it felt very studio tampered, like mm. in a couple of places. So yeah, not really recommend. Um, okay, I watched a movie that I'd had on my queue forever because it was directed by the guy who did Twenty Eight Weeks Later, which I really like. And this movie was Intacto. It's a Spanish movie with uh, Max von Sydow, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, it's a very strange premise where it's sort of um, like real world except in this real world luck is something like you can have good luck and you can like gamble with it and you can trade it and lose it and stuff and so it's kind of like a 
not a crime thriller, but like a gambling thriller in a way. Mm-hmm. It's very unusual. And I wanted to really be invested in it, but I was really bored. But it may have just been that like I wasn't really in the mood to sit down and, and read subtitles. It was Spanish, you said? Uh, it was primarily Spanish. Okay. There were some characters who spoke English, but it was mostly subtitled. And I think I just had a really hard time getting invested in it. But I don't know if that was the movie or my mood. It was different, so I give that. Uh, okay, I'll try to fly through two. Oh, no, I only have a few left because we already talked about Insidious 2 and Rapture Palooza. So also on Instant Watch, I watched a uh, the Vim Vendors documentary, Pina. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's beautiful. It is a movie. If you have any interest or appreciation in the art of dance, highly recommended. It is about, um, it was going to be a documentary about this um, very uh, renowned experimental choreographer. And then she passed away like right before they were going to start filming. But they, they basically then instead kind of made the movie sort of a memorial and tribute to her. Mm-hmm. So it's all of her, her dance troupe and of who, who have been together for like 30 years. So it's all different generations and stuff. And it's just them talking about her and then dancing. And it's hard to really describe. It's Vim Bender, so you know it's going to be pretty and it's going to make you cry, even though you don't know why. Um, so it's recommended. It's on instant. Uh, I, also an instant is a horror western with Wesley Snipes trying to pay his taxes called Gallo Walkers. What? How is that? Uh, not good, but... Yeah. Sounds like it'd be great. Uh, it's... I'm trying to think. There's Wesley Snipes is in it and Diamond Dallas Page is in it also. Oh, well, there you go. I'm already yeah, sold. Wrestling references this week. Uh, it's really not good, but it was filmed in Namibia and it looks beautiful. And the look of the film is almost worth worth a recommend on its own because mm-hmm. it just it's filmed in this desert. It almost looks like a Jordorowski like light film in a way at times. The costuming is very surreal. It's a really shitty, confusing movie that's not very good, but it's really pretty. Uh, and then the last thing I'll mention is the documentary Jake the Snake Roberts: colon, Pick Your Poison. It was a what was that about? It was about Jake Snake <laughs> Roberts picking his poison, of which well, he has many, because the man has had a very rough life. Um, it's a, it's a, one of the WWE documentaries that um, my fiance happens to have a very large library of. Um, and it is just, it's Jake the Snake Roberts uh, talking about his life and everything, and it's very depressing a lot. Um, but it's, it's very well done. Uh, and again, and I'm sure most wrestling fans have probably already seen it but if you haven't and you are a fan of the snake give it a go and uh, that's uh that's what i got it's a lot yeah we had successful weeks we have all all around i think we have all been successful um in consuming media yes good on us all right so we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we are going to go... We said we're going to do the prequel first. Sure. All right. Uh, Justin Lin's movie from a year that I can look up. 2002. Thank you. You're Better welcome. luck tomorrow. Coming your way shortly. We'll be back.
according to Christine, uh, this movie that we're going to talk about is from 2002. Is that right? Mm-hmm. That's what IMDb says. All right. So IMDb and Christine are either liars or truth tellers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie, uh, Erica, you basically discovered the movie for us, did you not? I did because I was, I well, I guess... I guess it's time to reveal. My favorite character from the Fast and the Furious movies is is Han. Um, And I was looking to see what else was the actor in and saw that he was in this. And it was directed by the same dude who who directed uh, Tokyo Drift and other. I think all of them going forward, except for Seven, actually. He's not directing Seven. I don't know if it was whose choice it was, but... I think it was because they were fast-tracking it and he wasn't going to finish production on 6 in time ah, to start 7 gotcha. is, oh. was my understanding of it. Um, so yeah, so I was looking up the actor and I saw that, you know, the, there, there was this movie, Better Luck Tomorrow, and he had the same character name. And then I looked into it and I did some wiki searches and it turns out that Justin Lin made this movie first, but then liked his the character of Han so much he maintain the same character in Tokyo Drift. Mm-hmm. Yep. Same now, can I just throw something out there that I was actually discussing after I watched that this last night? you found him really attractive? Oh my god, yes. Are yeah. we talking about um, that? Yeah. I was kind of serious. do it and just say it, yes. Oh my god, he's adorable in this movie. Yeah. Yep. Um, but, so this movie is, because I did some research, not heavily based, just loosely based mm-hmm. on an actual crime that happened. Oh. So does anybody else think it's kind of weird that the character of Han is kind of based on a dude that actually was involved in a murder and now he's a character in the Fast and the Furious movies? <laughs> a l- a little bit? <laughs> it was a, a little mind-blowing when I really started to break it down. Hmm. I guess mm. if you put it that way. Suddenly, because, it's like you're trying to ruin my fun here. Because this, this is based on an actual crime that took place in California. And the crime uh, being... Um, well, it's much more involved. If you go to the Wikipedia page, you can read about it. Um, there's a link from the movie's wiki page right to that, to the actual crime and case. It seemed a lot more brutal and kind of insane. Like, the character um, that eventually meets his end in this movie, the, the real-life dude was apparently like like lying to this group of kids and they like got paranoid and freaked out and thought that he had put bombs in their house or something so they plotted to kill him but they like really it was really premeditated and very violent there was a sledgehammer involved apparently oh. now question about the real life case and erica i know it's killing you we will summarize the movie shortly <laughs> it is it is killing me actually because i'm like we're talking so much about it but i just have one question about the real life case um were they also were the kids involved in it all asian american Yes. Okay. That was that that was the I think the real why it was such a why it was so people like paid so much attention to it too. Okay. It when it happened people were really into it. Okay. Um so Erica, Erica 1.0. What's this movie about? Yeah, oh. what happened? Um it's about a group of overachieving Asian American high school. Oh my god, students. are you reading the IMDb? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I am not. <laughs> um yeah, essentially, it's about the pressures that 
this group of Asian, like overachieving Asian Americans face. <laughs> and he gets the, the main character gets very frustrated with, you know, his life and um, starts to branch out and, and commit various other criminal activities such as cheat sheets for tests. Um, you know, he's very smart. So he helps fill them out and distribute them. Um, and eventually they kind of venture into drugs and some other things and things get a little carried away and, that's essentially what the movie's about. Yeah. Um, the the main kid is character of Ben, played by Perry Shen, who uh, I know from the Hatchet movies. Mm-hmm, uh, me too. He looks really familiar, and I feel like I've seen Oh, him yeah. Um, that is who he's from. And he's kind of like your, you know, um, he's something of your everyman, except, like you said, he's very smart. Yeah, and, you know, everything he does is for college applications. Yeah. I'm going to get on the JV basketball team because it'll look good on my application. Mm-hmm. I hate this job, but it'll look good on my college application. Like, But now something that's interesting about this movie, and I think something that I guess a common um, stereotype of Asian Americans often is, oh, their parents are really strict and push them. Mm-hmm. And something interesting about this movie is we, we never actually see any parents. Isn't that so funny? I was thinking about that last night. Mm-hmm. Really fascinating. I, yeah. I thought the same thing. Like, I was like, where is everybody's parents? I mm-hmm. don't understand. I think it was a conscious choice. Yeah. It had to have been. Why do you think it, um, he made that choice? <sighs> um, not to jump on your train, too much but i think it's partially because of that cliche right it has to be yeah like well everybody thinks that it's parents pushing these kids so i mean why don't we even if it was parents pushing them we don't ever see that yeah and it it almost would take something away from these kids these kids who are all pretty realized characters Mm -hmm. we kind of have four main characters we have ben who's like you're really like genuinely nice kid um you've got Derek, who's sort of the like valedictorian um, kind of uh, Mr. Perfect. Virgil, who's the fuck up, because every group yes. every group has one. Yep. Am I right, Erica? Mm-hmm. Are you guys talking about me? I'm right here. Uh, and then the fourth guy is Han. Han, who is uh, just kind of the like the cool. He's just the cool guy. Yeah, of course. He's just awesome. Yeah. He's, he's just Han. He's, he's Han. He's hot too. Um. So yeah, he stands like an anime character. And it's weirdly attractive. It's really attractive. He has, because now, also, quick question for you guys. Which did you watch first, Fast and Furious or this one? I watched Fast and Furious before. The the third Fast and Furious is the only one I've seen multiple times and really remember. Oh, yeah, I had seen it previously, and then when I watched them, I chose to watch that first. Okay. Um, So I don't want to jump ahead to my thoughts on Fast and Furious, but I do want to say that this movie... Um, was such a pleasant surprise for me. I watched it after watching Fast and the Furious. Because I I had low expectations for this one, for reasons mm-hmm. that we'll get into in like a half hour or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I thought this movie was... Um, I really enjoyed it. I was going to say that. And a big part of it was the characters. Another big part of it was the... Something that I think... For what everybody has said, the Fast and Furious films are really well directed once you get past a certain point. And I thought this film, which was made on a tiny budget, and according to Wikipedia, MC Hammer co-funded it. I know, I love that. Right? <laughs> Crazy trivia, film fun fact. 
Uh, for such a, a, it never feels like a small budget, and there is so much um, cleverness in the camera work. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Well, you can tell it's one of his movies. It looks like, you know, um, a Justin Lin movie because, like, he does those big, long, like, single shots. Yeah, which you know I enjoy. Um, so to see it again. Not, I mean, not as slickly executed, obviously, but to see it in this movie, it's really cool. And in a in a way, this is a very small movie, even though a lot of shit does happen and does go down. Mm-hmm. It's still, it's a very character-based movie. It has, you know, like really just a few settings. It's not a sprawling epic in, in a lot of ways. Um, but there is, like, there's ways he managed to, like, he manages to have, like, a sense of humor with the camera that I thought was really fun. It made this movie really fun to watch. I, so I thought silence. it was, I I thought it was a little boring. You thought this one was boring? A little boring, yeah. There was like a draggy portion in the middle. Um, but at, I, one, at one point, I, I was like, oh boy, this has to almost be over. And it had been on for a half an hour. Uh, but I think that's so much had happened. But yet, nothing had really happened. Right. Was, I think that was the it biggest. It was strange. That was the biggest problem it had, is that, like, absolutely nothing happened, and then everything escalated all at once. Like, he, it took him, it took the main character, Ben, so long to, like, decide to do the cheat sheets and, like, not be this perfect straight-laced student. And then all of a sudden, the second he does that, they're, like, doing drugs and, and <laughs> selling drugs. And like, I have a cocaine problem. Throwing parties. But, yeah, but, like, yeah, did you see the cocaine scenes were, like, was he was he actually doing coke for five days? Like, it, it was like, I'm doing coke, now we're stopping because I did too much coke. How much yeah. time had elapsed? That that was one of the issues I had. Like, it just, everything happened at once and it was all to the nth degree and, like, mm-hmm. exponentially larger than anything could actually happen in the amount of time that was kind of depicted. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I felt that way, too. in that, to me, because I watched it, I watched it in two halves. I watched it... Um, up to about the 50 minute mark and then continued. And I would say that like the part that I found least interesting was the kind of the montage. Oh, now I'm a bad boy, which, which didn't last long. It was maybe like, like, like you're saying, like you're right. 30 minutes of establishing this character and his like good boyness. And then maybe 10 minutes of like, Whoa, we're bad. We party, we have guns. And then the rest of the movie is kind of the resolution of that. And for right. me, yeah, I think those 10 minutes were really where I was kind of like, oh, so now he's going to become a dick and now he's going to, their crimes is going to get worse and it's going to become this big, like, robbery thing. But then once he kind of makes up his decision, I was totally back in. I don't quite know why. Yeah, um, I don't, I don't know why either. Yeah, it, it, that's not to say, I'm not, I'm not saying it was, it was a bad movie. Um, I didn't dislike it at all. It just felt long to me because I, I just, I mean, it's supposed to, I mean, it's based on something that really happened. So it's kind of like a chunk of an, of everyday life. And sometimes it's not always the most compelling and interesting thing. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, I it just, sometimes it, it, it's, it's an, it's, it's a feat for someone. So with such a small budget, so soon in their career, I think it does some really good things with characters. The acting is great. There's just something about the plotting of it that just, I kept falling out. Mm. I could see that. 
The how did you feel about the chick in the movie? I forgot her character name. Stephanie, um, I think? Stephanie. Sure, that was it. Because the romance aspect of it, or if Ben has a crush on this on this girl, is a very important part. At first, I was like, uh, like I, again, I came into this movie not being thrilled about watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the beginning of it was kind of, oh, great, he has a crush on the cheerleader, and da-da-da-da. Um, but I came to really like her. I liked how they portrayed her. Yeah, I, I liked her. I liked that she was adopted and they, they barely... Yeah, they didn't it wasn't really like, acknowledge it. Yeah, it wasn't like, there's that adopted girl, right. you know? Well, it felt... And, I mean, Justin Lin is Asian-American. All Obviously, this movie is about predominantly Asian-American uh, characters. And it feels like it's very conscious of that, but also very smart in um, in not making it... It, this, like, it could have taken the story and done a lot of that so much more obvious. And not even cliche, but just more pointedly, oh, look, we're all Asian-American. And this movie doesn't do that. It tries kind of its hard... Like, it very carefully, like, gives you Asian-American characters without then making a point of, like, showing off the fact that it's about Asian-American characters. Mm, and I like that a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, and I just kind of liked that the female character, who is clearly just the, oh, the hot cheerleader, I liked, like, the kind of very natural interactions of, like, she gets kind of pissed when Ben is trying to help her do her homework. She's like, look, I'm smart. Like, just because I'm a cheerleader doesn't mean I'm not an honor student. Mm-hmm. And so they give her they give her that. They give, whenever she's, like, with him, it doesn't feel like that, like, kind of mean girl token I'm being nice to the geek. Mm-hmm. But I was really bothered by the whole, why is she dating this guy who's such an asshole? Because he wasn't an asshole to her. But he kind of was. And he was an asshole to everyone. Like I think I think asshole is a strong word. Yeah, I don't think he was an asshole. I don't think he was a a good guy necessarily. Um, he was a little too self important, I think. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, he was pretentious. Like he was mm-hmm. too. Oh, I oh I don't go to the school dance. That's not what I do. You take her for me. He wasn't being an asshole. He was just being like, I'm too good for that. I would consider if somebody says they're too good for something I'm looking forward to, I consider that an asshole. But he wasn't, like, mean about it. It was just, oh, that's just the way it is. That's what I do. I don't do that. He was rich. Yeah, I know. And he was kind of a rich asshole, I thought. <laughs> but maybe we, we judge men differently, I suppose. I don't, but I don't think he was ever, like, he was never, like, outright mean. He was, like, I mean. He, he got him the number for the internship. It was a believable yeah. relation. It in what we were presented with in this movie was believable in the sense that it was a younger dude with money who wasn't a complete dickhead, but still, like, clearly thought he was good-looking and clearly aware of his standing, you know, yeah. in, in money. And then you have this, this girl who's kind of maybe more attracted to that than she's a person. Because she's young. She's like a 16, 17-year-old yeah. girl. So, I mean, it's, I think it's a believable relationship. If it was, like, a 33-year-old guy and a 31-year-old woman, yeah, maybe you question what's going on there. But they're kids. Fair also, enough. what's his face? Steven? Steve? Is that his name? Steven? Uh, or Harold, whichever. 
Oh, actually, hey, guess what? Talking about the other guy, Ben. No, <laughs> the, <laughs> the main character, I guess that's who I'm talking about. He really, really, really shouldn't have allowed himself to be kind of jerked around in that situation. By who? By, now I'm talking about John Cho, Stephen. By Harold. Yeah, Stephen. Harold? Uh-huh. Who Ed. played Harold in Harold and Kumar. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize that's when we were identifying. I'm just proud that I can finally remember which one's Harold and which one's Kumar, even though can I know it's all silly, Emily. I know, but I still You mean Sulu? Yes, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Because he was all like, I don't do this. He clearly thought the dude was, like, not a threat, which is offensive if he's letting him take his girlfriend out. Well, yeah. That's offensive. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying, is that maybe I was just um, very much invested in, in Ben's character and so therefore like maybe I kind of saw John Cho through his eyes mm-hmm. and plus like we see that he's like cheating on her or flirting with other girls very mm-hmm. obviously in public and it's one of those like tropes of movies that really bothers me is when you have and it's almost always hot girl dickhead guy occasionally it's the reverse actually no a lot of times it's the reverse what am I saying but it's the whole, okay, I get why um, the character, let's say, in Pretty in Pink has to have the bitchy, pretty girlfriend. I get that because you need it for the storyline, except if I was supposed to like this character, I really have a hard time liking someone who would be able to date that, I guess. I see what you're saying, but I don't, I don't think he was that bad, and I think she was just a kid. I see what you're saying. I completely see what you're saying. He wasn't like slamming kids' heads in lockers into heads into lockers. You know what I mean? He was was more like don't come out of my mouth. No, no, no. He was more like a lifetime killer. (laughs) (laughs) But if you read, and I'll post it in the um, Facebook, um, it was they were dubbed the honor roll murders. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, Mm. He he apparently was a terrible person. Okay. Um, so they really dialed that back in the movie. Yeah, which I'm actually really glad they did, because obviously I was still bothered by him. <laughs> yeah, like he was he was doing some shit, it seems. Um, not that he deserved to die at all, because right. he was still young. He was 17, yeah. like a dumb kid. But I don't know. It's interesting. You should read it. I, I will. It would have been a completely different movie if they went through it. Yeah. So Erica, how are you feeling? Erica 1.0. Uh, how are you feeling about this movie? You've been quiet over there. Um, I think I've been quiet because I've been mostly agreeing with Christine. One point oh. Well, isn't that convenient? <laughs> <laughs> isn't that convenient? Why don't you just mind meld the rain? You agree night. that it wasn't it wasn't a terrible movie, right? No, no, no. I don't think it was a bad movie by any means. I think it was well, very well acted, well, well directed. I just think that, like, like I said before, I think that it had some pacing issues Mm -hmm. and I it dragged a little bit in the middle um yeah I think I also looked at the clock at about a half an hour in and I was like oh like there's a lot of movie left um but I I grew to like the the characters and like I like spending time with them I just wish it hadn't felt like it was as long as it was I can agree with that I, I that's a good way to put it I did enjoy getting to know them better yeah, I wanted to smack Virgil the entire movie, yep. and you know, um, I liked Ben. I genuinely liked Ben. I think he was a good character and, and an interesting character. Um, Han, we we already touched upon. Yep. 
Um, Let's say it. Yeah. Super cool. Do you, every time you picture him in your mind, do you picture him eating now? Because I always do. Yeah, and he's standing cool. Yeah, standing cool and eating. Ah, I love him. Anyway. I guess now uh, I gotta picture him in my mind more. (laughs) But yeah, I, I enjoyed the movie. I just wish it hadn't felt so long. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I guess the... I think me breaking it up into halves made a big difference in a lot of ways. I definitely think it did. Because I will say, like, yesterday, I think I was a little more undecided on it. And today when I finished it, by the end, I was like, I really like this movie. And I do think it was a matter of once you kind of got to know the characters, um, I think for me, then it kind of all clicked. Like, I really like the scene. What does it say about me? Um, The scene where they hire the prostitute. uh, Where they kind of hire the prostitute for Ben. Um, Yeah. And so Ben is sex with the prostitute. And it's kind of this just, you know, typical prostitute scene. But then his, the look on his face after that and what happens after that, I thought was just really touching and strong. And was like this moment of like, I, I get this character. I know who this guy is. Well, I found like I felt like there was a similar moment. I I know we don't do make or breaks on this show, but if I had to make a break for this, it would be um after they beat up that one guy at the party, mm-hmm. and Virgil is just kicking him and kicking him and kicking him, and then you know he gets a the dude they were beating up gets a gun pulled on him, and like they're in the car leaving, and everybody's just kind of dealing with it yeah. singularly, and Virgil just won't stop talking and he's like freaking out and he looks like he's gonna start crying it was amazing yeah that was really good i really enjoyed it yeah i i think the the character work of this as much as i and i do really like the filming style in terms of how justin lynn films a movie um i there like there were visual camera jokes that i that clicked for me and that i liked um but i really think in this the character both the acting and the writing and just the kind of four-man character stuff just mm-hmm. really, really worked for me. And high school movies can be tough because typically high school characters are young and not always likable or, or interesting enough because they are very self-absorbed and don't quite know the ways of the world yet. And in this case, I mean, that's true of these guys completely. But I really liked... Um, their interactions with each other and kind of just the slightly different take you had because they were these kind of um, like we keep saying overachieving Asian Americans I mm-hmm. it worked for me overall yeah I mean I'm glad I watched it um, I especially I, I don't know if all of you wrote down this line but there was a great moment that was like very meta where uh, when they're talking about how they're all uh, bad boys now and Ben is narrating and he says rumors about us came and went fast and furious yep, <laughs> yep I did catch that anybody else like lift I... their glass at that point and crush it against their head like I did <laughs> it's pretty, it was pretty good indeed alright so uh, something else I'll say although I don't want to I won't give anything away but I really liked the ending yeah see I, I... what's that I didn't enjoy it. You, you wanted. No. We're not. We're not going to anybody. But you wanted I'm something not, more definitive. 
No, I mean, I just felt like after all that, I've been here for all this, and that's what you're gonna give me? See, I was, I was like, is it over? Like, <laughs> is I, this done? Because I was expecting, like, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna do a big thing with the police, and we're gonna have a big grandstand, and all this stuff that's gonna leave me feeling really depressed. And instead, it was like this kind of interesting open end that I, I sometimes really like open ending movies. And mm-hmm. I thought this one worked for me. What, what about you, Christine 2.0? Um, I think I, well, I don't know how to talk about it without talking about it. Because, because you watch the beginning and then you, you, well, I'm trying to even rem- remember exactly how it ended because I feel like I started looking at my phone at that point. Oh. Um, yeah. Burn. I know, but like you basically wa- watch the beginning and then that's basically how it ends, right? They don't really give you much more after what you saw in the beginning? Not very much more, no. Yeah, so... Uh, well, one kind of important thing happens to one character. Huh? One character kind of has a very defining thing that happens to him that he might do to himself. Yes. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I didn't know what you meant at first oh, okay. either. I am too coy for my own good. I know what, <laughs> but right the kind oh of and then okay okay now I remember the ending. I just I watched it a few days ago. I needed to be refreshed. Okay now I, we end in that room, right? Being coy in that room. Was it a room? Maybe it didn't end there. It ended in a vehicle. Oh, now I can't remember past that. Hmm. Um, Look at your chat box. Okay, wait. Uh, Ooh, uh, fun. Ends with... I wish I had watched this more recently. I watched it a few days, like a while ago. Oh, we'll get there when we talk about Fast and Furious. Did did that click for you? I just sent you the kind of like the exact last note it ends on. Yeah. Yeah, so you see what I'm saying? It's pretty open. You don't quite know how something big is resolved or if it's resolved. Wait, I'm I'm sending you my question, and then we could decide if we can talk about it on the, on air or not. Christine, entertain entertain the masses. Um, I'm looking at this weird BuzzFeed quiz. Uh, are you actually a hipster? Are you? I don't think I'm gonna be now. What are some of the questions? Well, it's literally just um, click the Do pictures like of the thing. No. Click the pictures of the things that you like. Oh. And, like, I don't like a lot of stuff, guys. I don't know if you what know that. What are the things that you think they're asking you to... They're, 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 they're like, drinks in mason jars, which I actually hate. Um, I love drinking out of mason jars. It's what separates Christine 1.0 from Erica 1.0. The one thing. <laughs> mason, so you, mason jars. If you're, not, if you're not sure and we're in the same room, put down a mason jar and see which one of us yep. drinks out of it. That's a good trick to know. Nice. Yeah. That's tell us apart. Mason jars are the big, like, <laughs> Erica knows this because we talk a lot about, like, wedding planning and stuff. It's like you can't look at wedding planning without being inundated by mason jars. It's true. And they're very cute, and I get it. They look really good, but I just, anytime you say, like, oh, yeah, I'm doing kind of a do-it-your-own wedding, they're like, oh, my God, are you going to have mason jars? <laughs> it's, it's kind they, of like You know, that's really funny because there was somebody I knew here that got married, and, yeah, they were, like, they were patting themselves on the back so hard, I think they pulled a muscle about their mason jars. Oh, yeah. It's like, you guys aren't the first. I'm sorry. Yeah, question. Did they collect them, or did they just buy, like, a They bought them. Exactly. See? I've been saving tin cans every time I eat black beans, people. 
<laughs> what are you doing with tin can? I can't know. I'm sorry. No, but I know. I, seriously, I have like those. You know, they're like the mail carton crates that you're not supposed to have from the post office. I have yes. like three of them filled with tin cans. I don't think I'm good on them now, but now I kind of can't stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have a tin can problem. Apparently, I you're going to be a tin can hoarder. I'm going to do no. I got it. I'm going to pull a um, uh, Baz Luhrmann's wife and make my dress out of tin cans. Hear that, world? No, please don't. I just pictured you all cut up. <laughs> just bleeding on your wedding day. <laughs> it made me really upset. Don't that's that. not going to happen anyway, <laughs> me touching anything. <sighs> anyway, Erica, did that clear it up for you? A little bit, I guess. I'm still a little confused. Okay. I'm trying to remember when I even... What's today? Wednesday? I think I watched it like Friday. I have no memory for anything. Yeah, so it, it's rather an ambiguous ending. To say the least, which I really liked. Christine did not. Erica doesn't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> All right. So, Sorry. are we about saying as much as we're going to say about it? Um, I would say so. It's a pretty straightforward movie. It's a it's a slice of life film, but not in that way. See, I think for me too. The reason why I think I was so surprised I like this, aside from a reason I'll get into shortly, uh, is that I generally don't like these kinds of movies. And by these kinds of movies, I mean the sort of um, uh, movies filled with Asian people. Go ahead, say it. <laughs> racist. Emily is a racist, guys. Movies that, no, it's more like the, I'm just going to throw out Boondock Saints as an example. Yep. It's a very post-Tarantino, I'm making a low-budget, cool movie about cool characters who have a gun or two and do kind of dangerous things and I'm going to edit it kind of quickly and like those I, is that is that a good description of a genre that I'm not is that clear no you're you're I think you're being clear yeah but Continue. I was going to say I don't I don't feel like this movie felt feel, 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 feel why can't I find this, this word <laughs> falls into that category though because I don't I don't feel like that was Justin Lin's intention I agree it, but it feels like, especially at first, like that that's the kind of movie. And based on even like the poster art, I'm like, ugh, this just doesn't look like my kind of movie. But it, it's not. But I think it so easily could have been if if just the character work wasn't there. I okay, think, I could see that. Yep. Yeah. And so I think that's why this movie was just so refreshing because it's not my my type. Like, it's not this genre is not a genre I will ever turn on myself to watch randomly um and i was really pleasantly surprised by how much i enjoyed it good good <laughs> so why don't you two just say your scores at the same time since they're obviously going to be the same <laughs> well, i don't i always forget we do um quality of film quality of film first yeah erica can go first um i'm gonna go 6.75 that's actually right where i was going <laughs> um i was gonna go 6.5 oh yeah. Okay. I guess I think we all agree that it is well, well, well made. Well um, made above average. Yeah. Uh, enjoyment of film. Mm, Six point two five. I'm gonna go 7.5. 7.5, because I just really liked the characters and was really surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Christine. One point. Six point five. Okay. So there you have it. Our take on. I keep wanting to say it. I, man, 
I, every time in my head I said this movie's title, I kept saying it this way and correcting myself. I keep wanting to say Just My Luck. But no, that's the Lindsay Lohan comedy from like 2004. Yes, right? it is. I saw that. I keep saying Just My Luck. <laughs> I kind of want a mashup of that movie and this movie, although I've never seen Just My Luck. How is it, Erica? It was terrible. Okay, so you would. where would you rate it in comparison? Oh, I saw it a very long time ago. I don't really remember, but probably like a three. Uh, better luck tomorrow. Better than just my luck. <laughs> That's a ringing endorsement. Hey, hey. There's, I'm, there are things out there, Supergirl, worse than just my luck, I bet. Am I right? Probably, yeah. Exactly. All right, we'll take a break and come back and talk about Fast and Furious Treacle. Tokyo Drift. Yeah, that. I never sought the spotlight, I stayed behind the scenes. But then I met a sweetheart who changed my old routines. She put me in the spotlight, now I'm a happy pup. And when I count my blessings, I find they all add up. Two, one, plus one equals three. My baby, her sister, and me. This is not what I expected, but my baby is well connected. You can see why I elected this arithmetic with an odd key, where one plus one equals three. Some guys wonder how it'll work. Some women titter and smirk. <laughs> All their questions will be resolved. I've got the problem solved. who's compact but we're happy to welcome an addition to our act he's violent we're back to uh climb into our what honda civics juiced up tokyo style is that what they did something like mine that? looks like the hulk oh yours would well yeah erica what does yours look like um um wait you go first <laughs> went for I said mine's like a whatever a Honda Civic with flames on it I don't, I don't think they drove any Honda Civics I don't know cars I take the subway and a bus um I'm driving a Valeside RX-7 thank you very much well aren't you just queen of the ball there lady she is that's an actual car that was in the movie so this movie is is it a sequel to Fast and the Furious too fast and too furious. Well, well it's is it a prequel? Spoiler. What is going on? It's a sequel. Uh-huh. To Fast and the Furious 6. How does that make sense? It's oh man, do you not understand? No, I don't understand. Is this taking place in the future? Yes. Okay, because Brandon knew nothing about these movies, and I was trying to describe, I'm like, oh, the third one, I think, I know it takes place in, in Tokyo. He's like, oh, that is that the one that's set in the future? I'm like, it's not a fucking Blade Runner, it's just the, the third Fast and Furious <laughs> Oh, apparently it is Blade Runner, and they're in the not-too-distant future, where everything is the same as it is now? Um, this is, Erica can, can um, jump in if I'm not right, but I believe that when they were making this movie, they, while they were making it, they wasn't being made as a prequel but when they went in to do the fourth one they knew that this was going to be treated as a prequel as a, or a, a sequel as a I'm sequel. sorry as a yeah. sequel as a sequel 
as a further so sequel. When when it was made, they weren't viewing it that way. But once they went to do the fourth one, it was moved all the way up in the timeline, and they were going to catch up to the events of it. So why could? Am I right in that understanding? That's that's how I understand it. Okay. Yes. Then why are there cell phones from like? You have to. You can't, Emily. There's something very definitive that happens in this film. Well, yeah. Yes, there is, which is why I was very confused about a lot of things. Uh, right. Said. So I think, I mean, I could be, I could okay. be totally wrong, but I think that w- they regretted what happened. So they were uh-huh. like, well, we'll just set this one in the future <laughs> and might, okay. we're, tell the events that happened before that. We're not giving it away, but might I, because uh, I don't think this is saying which character this happens to but it could have been handled differently are we all unfamiliar with a little movie called city slickers 2 the legend of curly's gold i am yeah i'm not familiar where a very beloved award-winning even character is unfortunately killed off in a movie that nobody expected to spawn a sequel um and it did so they found a way to work that character in, or that actor in, just, hello, twin, brother, or sister. That wouldn't be the same. No, I actually think that this is a really interesting idea. Yeah, for this character that we're not naming right now, I think that, I don't think that would be a proper option. Okay. Because he's such a, they they are such a (laughs) distinct, I don't know, to me they're such a, like, a distinct character character type that and I don't think being like this is that person's twin who acts exactly the same way yeah like and it's don't you think you don't think it's interesting at all Emily I I will know that once I watch the rest of the movies okay I I haven't seen any of the other ones this is it I Mm -hmm. saw the first one on cable bits and pieces of it and then we did it I hadn't seen the second one and we did it and I'd seen this one, and I have not seen anything else, so I'm really excited to. Let's give a quick rundown again of how we felt about the first three. I thought one was boring and kind of overrated. I thought two was surprisingly fun, even though it wasn't that great. Uh, Christine? I agree, although I will say I liked the first one better than um, that one movie. Um, what is it called? Where Point With break. Patrick Swayze. Yeah, Point Break. Oh, right. That was a separate issue you didn't have to bring up. And now the <laughs> I'm saying that's where it falls on my barometer. Okay, Erica, your barometer for the first two? Uh, I basically agree with Christine. I, I think the second one's really, really fun. Um, and I just love the first one because I love Vin Diesel. Okay. So now, um, would somebody like to give a quick plot synopsis of uh, Three Fast, Three Furious? I know you're itching to do it, Erica. Okay, so um, there's this guy, Sean, and uh, he gets into trouble a lot by racing cars, and he lives with his mom, and uh, he gets into a big, big disaster of a car race with Zachary Ty Bryan, the one and only, and um, his mom sends him to live with his dad, who is in the army, um, sends him to live with him in Tokyo, and then... You know, his dad's like, no more racing, but he discovers this thing called drifting and falls in with that crowd and kind of creates an enemy out of DK, the Drift King, who has mob ties. And that's basically the film. Um, and of course, there's a girl. There is a girl. girl Do you know that this was her first film? 
This is her first acting credit. She is quite pretty. She's beautiful. I don't don't understand why they cast her in this. What did she do there? I don't understand why. I kept wishing it was Selena Gomez. This this is my... Always do that, though. Um, this is my hilarious encounter with both with both the lead actor who plays Sean. What's his name? Lucas Lucas Black. Black. Lucas Black, and and the girl who, um, the girl, Mila. Mila Mila yeah, and that girl. I the first time I watched this movie, and again the second time I watched this movie for for this recording, I was like, why did these ca- why did they cast these two actors with the worst accents ever? Like the worst fakest awful accents ever. <laughs> And then I watched the extra features on the DVD, and those are their real accents. That's something Brandon pointed out when, because he wasn't watching it with me, but he was like overhearing it. He was saying about Lucas Black. He's like, Lucas Black has a fascinating voice because that's a real Southern accent, and it's like terrible. Accent, well, because it's a Southern accent that it's not a movie Southern accent. It's just, no, that's how he, he's from, I want to say Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. We're talking well, about Lucas Black, Wait, right? Sean, is, Sean is from Alabama. Is Lucas Black actually from oh, Alabama? Oh, good. I thought Lucas Black was from Texas, but I can check right now. Lucas Black is from Decanter, Alabama. Yeah. And well, that was the thing with Brian. Is like, he's like, nobody fakes that Southern accent. Like, that's... You well, he was that. the little kid in American Gothic, and, he, and Sling Blade, and he had the same accent then. Like, that's his voice. Um, Makes him sound dopey. I don't remember her accent because yeah. I don't remember anything about her except that she was pretty and she was raised by her boyfriend's grandma, which seemed weird. Yeah, she her accent, she's Australian, which oh, she is right, in the right. film and she really is in real life. Okay. But when I watch it and I listen to her talk, I feel like she's doing I feel like first she's doing a British accent, then she's doing an American accent and then she's doing some hybrid of the two. And then somewhere at the end of the movie, she clicks into Australian. And I'm like, what is oh, happening? I understand it. Um, yeah, except that she's actually an Australian ac- actress, and that is her actual accent. And I just, I was so horrified by both their accents. And then I watched the special features, and I was like, oh, my God, you both like, oh, I just really talk like that. By them as human beings. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, so, okay. Um, who wants to give some of I f- I'm so scared for you to give your opinion. You hated it, didn't you? I was fucking... I was, I was bored. I was Aww. really bored by this movie. I... Because as I said, I found two surprisingly fun. I didn't expect to like two at all. And I thought, like, it's goofy. It's stupid. There's certain things that I didn't... I thought the villain was boring in two, but the rest of it was fun. And this one, I was so looking forward to it being a good time. Um, I like that it's set in Japan. I like how it's set in Japan, which is... It's in Japan, but it doesn't feel, um, it's not like a touristy Japan movie the way, like, I think a different director might have handled this. Like, there's not funny shots of Lucas Black trying to use a Japanese toilet, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I like that. Uh, I like, again, okay, we've got a, you know, a pretty diverse cast. That's cool. But I thought Sean was dull, which is the same thing I've said about Paul Walker in the last two films. I thought the love interest was was just nothing. And again, to go from kind of kick-ass women in the last two films to just this pretty girl that like, occasionally has some good scenes with him when they actually get to talk, but it's just so serious. The story with the dad is what? You, how the fuck is he getting away with anything when his dad's like, you come home right after school? Because he just stops and, listening. And he's just not. 
Um, and like what? So the dad is saying, I'm going to disown you and then is just has changed his mind. But I think that's part of the dad character is like, I mean, obviously he left him with his mom and, and left and, you know, traveled and lives yeah. halfway around the world. Like he lays down all these hard and fast rules and then is just kind of like, eh. uh, <laughs> like, oh, I forgot I told you to come home after school. Like the villains weren't fun to me at all. Again, no? same problem I've ha- I had with the last one. They were, okay, so there's the jerky boyfriend character again. Um, And there's some Yakuza connections, but they don't really do much with that. I was really, really disappointed in it. I like it opened. I like the opening. I like, okay, the race was cool. I like seeing Home Improvement Kid. uh, Zachary Ty Bryant. Playing a dickish jock. Uh, I liked the opening race through a housing development. I thought it was like, oh, great, that makes sense, because where the fuck else did they do this? Oh, that's where they do it. They, they race in housing developments. That's cool. Um, and then it just went down for me, and I was just really bored. I didn't find anything. Like, I liked Han, again, because he's he's a cool actor and a cool character. But I, I was bored. I'm sorry. I didn't want to be bored. I really thought I wouldn't be bored. It's why I was so dreading Better Luck Tomorrow, because I'm like, oh, great. So I get to watch what this guy did with before he had money. I was like, oh, he actually made a more fun movie without money. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like that. Okay, okay. <laughs> two things. Can I say two things I really liked about the movie? Yeah. Okay. Um, I really liked that. Uh, uh, okay, so we have Bow Wow. Yeah. The character. His name is Twinkie, which I appreciate, just because it's his name is Twinkie. And I also like that he talks about how much he likes Michael Jordan. Because guess what Lil Bow Wow's first movie was, everybody? Nobody like remembers Mike? Like Mike. Yes. I just said it. Okay. It took you very long. I, I had talking. to think of the name of the movie. I was like, Air Jordan, just like did Michael Jordan. I, just, I didn't know. Like Mike. Okay, so I like that aspect. And I also... Um, Oh, when, and now I, I wrote this down because I thought it was amusing, but now knowing the MC Hammer connection to Better Luck Tomorrow, anybody else catch when he's on the, when he's on yep. the subway yep. escalator? Absolutely. MC Hammer posters everywhere? Yep. I appreciated that. Rest of the movie, wasn't so keen on. I'm sorry. You didn't find, like, all the racing cool, though? The drifting in the, you know, the way you said, it. oh, this is, like, in the housing development, this is where they would race, like, in... Tokyo like where are you going to race you're going to race in empty parking garages because it's a really crowded city like you didn't find that aspect interesting and the whole drifting thing the first race I liked the first Tokyo race the when he's just kind of drift off. destroying Han's car yeah because it was kind of like okay it kind of showed like yeah this is tough to do after that I just don't remember the races like I wasn't glued to the screen like you checked your phone at the time like tomorrow I was checking my phone when they were racing because I was like uh alright stuff's happening I can't quite get the geography down but okay I'm sorry I'm so sad Christine 1.0 how did yeah. you like the racing um the first race is I don't like at all the when he's they're still wherever they are when oh, he's still in America in the high school, like, but yeah the housing like, complex one wins gets me which is annoying, but that housing complex one just was boring, and I was disappointed because I had forgotten. And then seeing the opening races of the first two and like kind of how cool they are, I was like, "This is gonna be cool," and it wasn't. But um, once they're in um, Tokyo and stuff, I really liked them. 
I think the I think uh, I got upset every time he banged into somebody's car in the parking garage. Oh my god! It, I was like, like, what? heart palpitations. You guys, you guys also both have car insurance to deal with. That's going to affect you differently than someone like me. It was just really upsetting. So after I, that whole that whole speech from Bow Wow about how this this car is the Mona Lisa of yes. cars, and then he destroys it. Like my heart just sank i was like no in like destroying all these other people's cars yeah these unsuspecting people oh man like i was really uncomfortable i the races they didn't stand out to me but i mean i enjoyed them while they were on i thought they were kind of um tense and stuff um and interesting i i kind of like this movie i don't like lucas black no. Uh, although he's not as bad in this as he's been in other things I've seen him in, um, like Legion. Um, he's almost Legion? Wait, he is. He is. He's, Legion. he's the main guy. Wait, wait. His no. name. His name is Jeep. Man, Do you remember no. the character named Jeep? God, I tried to block out so much of that movie because it made me so angry. Um, I didn't like him at all in that. Is he the, the, wait, so you've got Paul Bettany and then there's the... The kid, like the dude. I can't remember. That movie was so, the only thing memorable about that movie was how good the trailer was and how terrible the movie was. Yeah, it's very true. I don't, I don't like that movie at all. Tyrese um, was in Legion? What the fuck? Yes. Charles S. Dutton was in Legion. Okay, I remember Charles S. Dutton because he gets like all like liquefied and it's Yeah, he gets cool. killed way too early. Way too upset. early, and then you're like, oh god, I have another hour of this movie where nothing happens of interest. But I dislike Lucas Black so much typically that um I was like, ugh, he's so terrible, I hate him. And then actually after watching this, I was like, meh, he's not too bad in that. Uh, he, I, I, he looks old. He looks oh crazy God, old. He looks so old. He's 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 eighty two. Um, so he's Irish age. Oh God. He's no, he's not eighty two. He's, he's eighty two years he's old. He's born in eighty two. <laughs> I thought I really thought he was he was much okay. older. When they're like in the very beginning, when they're clearly in a high school. Yeah. At first, first I thought they were in a college and he worked there. And then when they said high school, I'm like, oh, so he's like the janitor at the high school, right? No. And then they're like, we're calling your mother. I'm like, why? Did she break her hand at the <laughs> assisted living facility? My, uh, my favorite part of this conversation is that they decided not to use Paul Walker for this movie because they thought he was too old. I saw um, trivia. It's, it's nuts to me. Um, it's when they're in the police station for me. And his mom. And his mother is about. And I was like, why does that grown man need his mother there? <laughs> is that just his like, his personal hooker that's going to help him here? Really confused. Well, I'm sorry to report to both of you that Sean is back for uh, Fast and yeah, Furious Seven. Yeah, well, I'm okay with that. It's it'll be an interesting turn. I don't. This movie. No, no one needs to see this movie a million times. I don't think oh. you get much out of it um, from multiple viewings as someone who's seen it multiple times. <laughs> um, but I think it's 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 quick. I didn't get bored and I had seen it and I knew it was going to happen. Um, there are weird character choices. I don't really get the point of the girl. There is none. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because they try to make it like this really serious, earnest um, and which, come to think of it now, when I think of this and think of the relationship in Better Luck Tomorrow, 
I think it's supposed to feel like that relationship. Yeah, like where it's this very, like, these two characters are kind of, they're attracted to each other, but clearly, um, like, they respect each other. They have actual conversations, which is fine. And A Better Look Tomorrow, for me, it worked really well because it was the kind of movie where I know this character as a character and therefore I listen to his conversations. In this movie, it's a fucking Fast and the Furious movie. I don't need a converse, a philosophical conversation about... I don't even know what they're talking about, but it's boring. And it's Fast and the Furious movie. Why are the, the, the four, one and three, why are they so boring? They're not supposed to be. But during that boring conversation, you're watching like six cars drift in time up mm-hmm. at the side of a mountain. Like that. Like that's why they get to have a co- serious conversation at that point. You're talking about when um, the boring girl's talking to Lucas Black? Yeah. And she's driving? Yeah. Okay, so she's like... And now she's in high school. She's like, when I was younger, before I drove, we used to come up here. Okay. Um, back when we were little, we were up here watching the other kids. All right. Back then, it was it was different. How old are you? <laughs> you're, are you're you talking s- about Hiroshima? <laughs> she, she was like, back then, things were different. People did it for... How long ago was that? A year? I was very confused right. by that dialogue. There's not that much time did she, did, to talk about I was I was perplexed. Oh my god, it's it's me. Every one of these episodes is going to be me defending these movies to the <laughs> death. Which is fine with me. It's just, it's just hilarious to me because in real life I don't feel this strongly about this movie, <laughs> but in podcasting world I am just like the biggest proponent for these films ever to to myself for in my head for some reason. Um she she's adopted by DK's grandmother and DK's obviously older than her. Han is older than her. They're not in high school, right? Am I wrong in thinking that? They're out of high school, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. they're out of high school. So, has to be, I guess. Yeah. Well, so we just saw him in high school, guys. Well, yeah. We know Jeez. he graduated high school in America and then moved back to Japan. Um, yeah, well, well, in fairness, we don't know. There's a lot we don't know about what happens. Well, there's it's things true. that just ended. Um, so in my head, she could have been like, nine ten and hanging out with the older kids who were 13 14 and going to watch the much older kids who were 17 and 18 drift on the mountain so yeah Mm -hmm. she's young but there's there's i think there's room for her to be very young and being there watching them and being like it's different Mm -hmm. i mean even there's there's an eight-year gap between me and my brother and i feel like i was doing very different things when i was eight then when I was 16 and he was eight, like we had very different interests and, and I mean, we were also, you know, a boy and a girl, but I don't know. It's, I feel like in those eight to 10 years, there could be a big gap in what, like how, in the way things change. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just think it's funny to hear uh, <laughs> no, a, a and 16 it is. year old <laughs> She's like way back then, but it was she probably could, it would, weird. Like honestly, it could have it could have for me one line about coming up here with blah blah blah. I mean, I guess they done. try to say that basically her mother was a was an Australian prostitute living in Japan. That's what I got from that, right? I'm pretty sure she says that verbatim. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it just it's because okay, but she's being now raised clearly pretty wealthy. She's going to private school and stuff. Um, adopted by a Jap. It's just very. I suppose there. That was one of those characters that I'm sure like was really fleshed out in an early draft or in like the 
um, outline for the movie. And just, but in the end result is just a really strange choice for this character that's just the love interest, but they try to make very complicated, but then is also not interesting enough to justify all those complications to me. I would have rather had more Zachary Ty Bryan being a douche. <laughs> Ugh, not me. <laughs> I love Zachary Ty Bryan. With a gigantic head. He was always mm-hmm. my favorite over JTT. Mm-hmm. JTT was, was a little pretty boy for me. But ZTB, as, as, we call, <laughs> as we call him, he just, he makes for a really great jockey douche. Yeah. Just, How old is he now? He's, I think he's around He must age. be so old. Oh, no, he was only born in 1981. Okay, yeah. Right I just feel like he there. should be way older than that. Well, because I think he, him he and really JTB does look age. like it. <laughs> does he still have, like, the giant doofy head? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean... When I, Fast I, and the Furious I'd be was. I'd if he pulled like an Ethan Embry and suddenly, you know. Oh my God, Ethan Embry so makes me so sad. Know, um, weird. Fast and Furious was only it was two thousand six, so it was only eight years ago. It's not. Well, I guess he could change a lot in that many years. Yeah, I mean, look at us in two thousand six. Yeah, or exactly. Don't, yeah. If you look at my my Dorian Gray like portrait. <laughs> So, um, so I don't, how did you feel? Do you think the villain was interesting, Erica? I just think he was comical. Like, he just amuses me because he was just, I mean, I, I, my favorite line might be when, when Bow Wow's like, do you know what DK stands for? And Lucas Black is just like, Donkey Kong? Like, that was really funny. It's such a ridiculous name that, like, he he's like, I'm going to call myself the Drift King, and you're going to call me by those initials. Like, he's just comical to me, and it's amusing. And that whole, like, like the dark hair and angry stares, and he just, like, amuses me to no end. So I do think he's interesting because I think he's funny. I will say that as soon as you said what DK stands for in my head, I'm like, it's Donkey Kong, right? <laughs> that stuck with me, I guess. Yes. Um, and I really like Bow Wow. I think Bow Wow is such a fun companion. I enjoyed him too. He's he's fun. He's fun. He has like that perfect likable sidekick presence. Yeah, and I love that he's always like selling s- stuff out of his backpack, like all this random shit. He's like, I'm just gonna sell like you these cutting things. edge iPods in the yep. future, guys. iPods are gonna as be we really ha- okay. So if they even if when they made it, they knew it was gonna be a, a, a sequel in the future. Imagine what. It would have looked like if they had tried to predict technology. Oh, like what? Like a bigger iPod, aka an iPad? It's not that hard. They could have planned ahead, is all I'm saying. Also, logic would dictate that the iPod would get smaller. Yeah, not So they would have wrong. Which been is wrong. more futuristic, because who knows, in 10 years, we might have tiny, tiny iPods. You have to let go of the, of the timeline thing because ultimately it brings us a good thing for the next three movies. So, I I will hold you to that in the next movie to see. I feel like you should already be assured of that, though. You shouldn't you shouldn't even need to hold me to that because you should already know that it's a good thing. Well, I mean, I know I I like I do like the idea that they decided to mess with the timeline because they realized ooh. We have, like, oh, no, we we like this character, but we can't pull a Curly's Gold on the character. I like that. I appreciate that. Also because I really like that character. Right. 
I'm just saying, if you're going to say your movie in the future, you could have said your movie in the future is all I'm saying. That's Boo, all. Emily. I'm also saying, if you're going to make a Fast and the Furious movie, um, I don't know, maybe make it fun. I had fun. I don't know why you didn't have fun. Sorry, I didn't have fun with the first one. I had more fun with the second one. I, it's one of those things that I was like, and I mean, we had talked about this. I was always kind of like not trash talking the Fast and the Furious movies because I hadn't seen any. I'd only ever seen the first one. But I always had no interest in seeing them because I'm like, I saw the first one and it was really dull and everybody loved it and I didn't understand it. And so far, and I'm not saying it's going to stay that way because again, I know you included, but I know many people that have said, oh, parts from part four on is where like it, it, it has that, it, it gets good. I'm just, I three movies now and I still haven't seen that spark that makes people love these movies so much. Okay, but we're getting there. Okay. I mean, think about how much we despise Step Up One. I know, I know. And I'm holding on to that, Erica. I am. <laughs> Hold I'm, on tight. Um, Hold on. It's going to get faster. It's going to get faster. It's going to get furiouser. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't hate this movie. I just, and my expectations are pretty high because I really like, I enjoy dumb action movies that are fun. And I feel like that's what this should be. And it tries to be smarter, but it's not that smart. And as a result, when it tries to be smart, it's kind of boring. It's kind of, to me, the equivalent of we're going to make a horror movie and base it on a true story fuck, that means you're going to make a really boring horror movie because if it was really based on a true story, everybody would have heard about the true story and it would have been wacky. So it's that like limiting factor that I feel like these movies have to keep doing where they're supposed to be really over the top, um, like 80s style. Like, and I'm, I'm comparing it, let's just compare it to The Expendables, which is not a great comparison, but I think it also explains my stance on it. I like The Expendables because I like that kind of throw away logic and let's just have fun. We're, we're making an action movie, damn it. We're going to give you a good time. And I feel like this movie doesn't necessarily have that same sentiment that I wanted to. Okay. I can accept that. But we'll get there. Okay. Christine, do you accept my... Yeah, I, I accept all your stuff. Um, you know, you... you uh... I don't think I don't think this franchise is really for you. <laughs> it, it's well, maybe, which is fine. I'm gonna keep trying to force it, though. Don't worry. Oh, I know we're we're powering through it. Don't you worry. I'm looking forward to four. It's all good. I'm here to stay. I want to see this journey. Well, yeah, I'm glad that you're you're with it. You're in it I'm to win it. it. I'm in it. I'm gonna win it. I'm gonna win it hard. I just want the movies to get funner for me. I think they will. I really do. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bum you out. It's okay. I'm sorry. Christine, cheer up, Erica. <laughs> Talk about stuff I, that you like, because she'll like I it. think she's okay. Yeah, I'm fine. She seems all right. Sure. Didn't you love the whole car? I like the whole car I did. I did <laughs> like the whole car. And that really cool, futuristic, you might say, mm -hmm. parking garage that it was parked in. Where it was like a vending machine parking garage. Do you remember? Pretty cool, right? Now you guys are just trying to make things up that I didn't notice. Try to no, really? You don't remember the scene where, where Bow Wow goes to pick up his car? car? I don't know. No, I watched this movie last week and I'm really glad I took notes on it because I feel like I would have forgotten everything. He, so 
Bow Wow Twinkie tries to sell Sean things in the cafeteria and Sean's like, what about that wheel you have? Because he has a detachable steering wheel. And they go to the parking garage and they're standing in front of a big open door and literally the cars are rotating into, they're like on like a Ferris wheel and they're like rotating in and he keeps looking at him and he's like, no, that's not my car. No, that's (laughs) not my car. And then the Hulk van comes into view and it like backs out by itself on the conveyor thing and Bow Wow's like yeah that's my car. Now do we know if that's futuristic or just Japanese? I've seen something like that before. Damn it. I was willing to go there. I was. Oh sorry I've never seen that before. It's totally futuristic. But yeah. I tried. I know. I know. And again I am am glad that I, I saw it. Um, I do there again there's things I appreciate I like I like the way the movie uses Japan I do which was a lot of it not Japan where do they primarily film Canada um, I uh, I'm trying to think I can't remember off the top of my head what they said Okay. but yeah it was probably Canada but they like um, like at, at least that last that last race um, through the streets was definitely not Tokyo. Okay. But they did a really good job of making it look like it. And then that whole... The, I love... Don't you love the, the intersection drift where he goes through that giant intersection? No, because I, I don't like... Because I'm a pedestrian. I don't I don't like cars that carelessly almost hit pedestrians. But he didn't hit any of them. Well, luckily... I thought it was... got out of the way. I'm not fast, and I tried, you know, I wouldn't have gotten out of the way. My um, One of the favorite things, I think, about the extra features that I watched is when they were like talking through all the stunts like and especially that that entire last race they basically do a whole featurette on the dvd about that race and they're literally standing around with cardboard and matchbox cars and they're they're pushing the cars on the cardboard to represent the cars in the film to tell the stunt drivers what they need to be doing shot for shot. And it just seemed like so logical but so low tech. I was like, this is really what they did. They used matchbox cars and they were like, okay, you're going to pull in front of this car and this car is going to move over here. And they were literally just pushing the cars around and it was the most hilarious thing to me ever. Because I was like, this is, like, there's no, like, big computer graphics laid out that they're they're showing them. No, they're just pushing. And I was like, then I was like, is this safe? (laughs) (laughs) The physics don't don't translate directly, you know. Yeah, but Justin Lin was very adamant about doing as many of the car stunts practically as he can. Which is very cool. Always great. Yeah. I mean, the, I think the biggest, the most, most of the CGI was basically just make like filling in the, um, the skyline because they, they fronted a lot of buildings and put up the street lamps and the twinkle lights and all that and made it look like Japan. Um, so it was just a matter of like filling in the background. And unfortunately, those pedestrians were CGI'd. Well, fortunately, actually, so none of them. Yeah, none of them died. But there were a lot of actual pedestrians, and they had a really cool little like um, go kart that w- that could drive really fast. That did that long shot that went through all the pedestrians. Uh, okay. Remember that okay. shot? Yeah, that was mm-hmm. practical. That's cool. Um, I yeah, I mean the the stunts are good. Um, again, probably better than I might have noticed, just because I'm again I'm just I'm not generally a great car person. 
So mm -hmm. car stuff in movies has to be amazing for me to get really impressed by it. And in this case, it was like, uh, it looked good, and I'm sure it was, it's better than I'm giving it credit for, I guess. Okay. And now, were any of these in 3D? I know this one was not, right? I don't know Did if any, any of them were. One? I was curious about that. I'd be surprised if the later ones were not, but who knows? I don't, I feel like it, I feel like they haven't been. I don't feel like 6 was. I still haven't seen 6. Ah, I'm anxiously awaiting to experience it the first time with you guys. Oh, exciting. So, yeah. yeah. I, I can stop babbling about it now. We can grade if you want. Well, Christine, do you have any more to say in its defense or offense? Um, I... It's... I can't wait to see where it falls in, in, in the... You know, once I watch all of them. Right, right. Um, it held up better than I remember it. Okay. Um... Two was definitely funnier. Yeah. But yeah. I think that this one has a lot to offer. He doesn't have Tyrese, though. Doesn't have Tyrese, sadly, but he will be back. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like this one. It's It, it moves along fast. It, I never got a, t a chance to get bored, and that's mm. really... With a movie like this, logic issues aside, that's really what I'm looking at. Did it hold my interest the entire time? And it did. Yeah, I mean, for me, that's primarily what I look for in this kind of movie. For me, it didn't. But it's kind. Of, it's interesting, kind of, I think, that uh, you two and I had completely reverse opinions, kind of, on Better Luck Tomorrow in this one. Just because usually we are much more in sync, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's, it's nice to find the movies where we're not in sync, because I'm sure that makes for more, more interesting yeah. listening out there. Um, but also, it's, I think, very telling in this case, where you two are so in line on both movies in a completely opposite way than I am. <laughs> it is interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah. It is interesting that it shook out this way. Yeah. Uh, I'll be very curious about four. Four fast, four fast-er-forious. Fast and furious. Fast and the, the furious. That's what it's... I'm calling it. Oh, done, done. I love the movie already. Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Got it. What's it about? Fours? It's about being fast, but having a lot of fours. Maybe too many mm. fours. But a lot of them. Um, so think, ladies, about what we want to pair that one with. Yeah, now. it's going to be tough. about it later, like we got time. Um, okay. That, that will, we will get back there. So let's uh, read it. First is quality of film. I wish I had written down what I rated two. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I have I it somewhere. I have any system of how I rate movies. I already forgot what I gave. Uh, it, depend, it depends on the day of the week. We can be sitting yeah. here and I can rate something a completely different rating than what I had just rated it on, on, my, on my what I watch. I don't know. What did uh, I quality of film, I'll say 6.25. I think I'll go seven. I'm I'm six point five. Okay. Uh, enjoy quality of enjoyment of life. I got. I'm going five. I'm gonna say eight. So I was gonna do seven point five. So I think that's that seems accurate. That, that, yeah. That tells everybody what they need to know. Uh, the movie is not streaming, but it is out there in DVD. Um, however, my library had a very long wait for it, so you probably have to go to Netflix to get it. Oh, my library had, like, four copies of it. 
Yeah. My copy has, I think, three copies and like 39 holds on it. Wow. Yeah. People really want to see this movie. Unlike Better Look Tomorrow, which had no holds, but my library refused to give me for some reason. <laughs> they Maybe knew you couldn't handle white. it. I don't know. I don't know. But so we will come back in sometime probably later next month with Fast and the Furious and whatever we decide to pair that with. Uh, in the meantime, before we um, say some goodbyes and tell you the next non-Fast and Furious movies that we're going to do, uh, we're going to leave you with some Netflix instant recommendations, are we not? Yeah, we are. Okay. Uh, Erica 1.0. You guys, I'm super prepared for this episode. Woo-hoo! I had a list. I have an actual Netflix recommendation. Um, the only problem is that Christine watched it this week, so we already quasi-talked about it. But I kept quiet the whole time. <laughs> oh, that's exciting, though. Purposely. It is ass backwards. Yay! What did you? So you liked it? I loved it. Because you like so you and Diane, too, right? Yes, and I like... Uh, wait... Yes, I like Casey Wilson. Also. Yeah, yeah. She's she. I'm less familiar with her than I am. Oh, with, uh, I love her. I'm less familiar with the other one. Oh, but yeah, I, June, June Diane Raphael is um, what's his name's wife? Paul Shear's wife. Paul Shear's wife. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. figured that out when I read the trivia for Ask Backwards. <laughs> yeah. Um. I I am a fan of that movie. I'm glad you liked it too. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, if you like happy endings and enjoyed Casey. Uh, Wilson on that then you'll definitely like it I mean it, it had its moments where I was kind of like ah, like maybe they could have edited themselves a little bit because I think yeah. the two of them wrote it right I'm pretty sure I'll yes look. I, there, there was some times I think they could have been rained in a little bit but it was, yeah it was enjoyable but overall I really just really enjoyed it and their relationship and um yes that is my Netflix recommendation yay and there's so many there's so many people in it yeah. So many random people show up, like John Cryer, Vincent D'Onofrio, Alicia Silverstone, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, it's, Shearer, obviously. it's a fun it's, movie. It's just fun to watch. And it was short. I, all of these things are sounding very exciting. I'd be interested to know what you think. Did it have a lot of pedestrians? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, no. maybe. All right. What was the ratio of pedestrians to cars? Uh, I think there were more cars. Uh, I don't know about this, guys. Well, it's a road trip movie, so... Oh, okay. All right. All right. So they're in the car, so that's yeah. okay. All right. Uh, Christine, um, what is your recommend? Um, my... I don't know if you've seen this. I think you might have recommended it. <laughs> I tend to... It's like I, I file it away subconsciously. <laughs> I file it away subconsciously. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, oh... That's probably why I watched it. Well, yeah. I watched Timer. Finally. Have you seen Timer? I don't know what this movie is. I have. Okay, good. It's it's an Emma Caulfield movie. Um, Oh, okay. I saw that you had posted something about this on Facebook. A lot of people said that I would like it. Like, oh, this is right up your alley. I was kind of holding off because it seemed too romantic comedy, like, sappy for me. Okay. Um... It is a romantic comedy, but not in the the dirty way people use it. It is, it is funny and cute, and there's romance in it. Okay. Um, I don't know if I want to give away the most exciting part of it, but if you watch it, which you should, okay. the 
the, they open and you see Emma Caulfield and you're like, oh, Emma Caulfield, how exciting. And then there's a man on screen and he's of no consequence and you never see him again. And then the third person that comes on screen is super exciting. So you should watch it. Okay. <laughs> it's like a, it's a Buffy thing. Now I have to watch it just to know all these men you speak of. You could just, you could just look at um, the IMDb for it, honestly. Um, and you'll see a name and you'll be like, oh, okay. Okay. No, but now I kind of want to watch it. I'm fine. Oh, God. Why do you make my life hard? Because if I look at the IMDb, it's going to give it away. Ugh. You said it's good. Like, it's good to watch. Uh, I should watch it. I liked it. You liked it, Erica? Um, I watched it a while ago, but I, I do remember enjoying it, yes. All right, fine. I'll watch it. Um, okay, yeah, I'll watch that one. Um, I recommend... Sorry, I have... I'm feeling terrible. I was... I listened to everything you just said because I'm still debating if I should watch it or not. But on the background, I have the Met game muted and they're like, it's a really exciting play with like a tag out at home and fucking instant replay they have to use. And I hate that they're doing instant replay now. So I'm just angry about that. So excuse me for a moment. Um, my recommend is not an instant replay of a play that shouldn't have been an instant replay. Uh, but it is a very different type of movie from what you ladies were talking about. Uh, I have never seen any Jean Rolin films. The French filmmaker who made a lot of sexy vampire movies. Either of you know of him? No. No? No. Jean, J-E-A-N, Rolin, R-O-L-L. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Maybe if I said it with a more French accent. Sorry. Is that better? No. Yeah, much better. Um, Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I've, I've never seen any of his stuff, and he's pretty well-loved and known as, you know, a great genre film director, and I've just never watched any of his stuff. Um, so a lot of his movies are on Netflix Instant, and I picked one that apparently is, like, the least genre-lin of genre-lin films, and mm-hmm. it's called The Iron Rose, or Le Iron Rose, something like that. Uh, it is a French film, and it is about this couple It's from, like, 1973, I think, this couple uh, meet and they have a date and they go to a cemetery and they're hanging out and then they sneak into a tomb and have sex because that's what you do on a first date in a cemetery and then they come out and it's like they can't leave the cemetery and it's all surreal and weird and it's just a very surreal genre film it's beautiful the lead actress is really good and and gives a really interesting fascinating performance Um, I don't understand what it meant I don't really know what happened but I found it a really um, like very hypnotizing watch. Mm-hmm. So if you're in the mood for something kind of like just eerie and slow, then I recommend the Iron Rose. So okay our, then. So we're covering every mood you're in: romance, yep. comedy, surreal, cemetery, sexy horror movie. <laughs> uh, and now the last thing we shall do before we exit: uh, what we're going to cover when next we meet. Christine, do you remember what movie you picked? I picked, it's called, is it called Passion or Passions? I think it's called Passions. We can talk about Passions. It's like the show? That ran on NBC. Is it Passion? I know, it is Passion. Okay, I kept getting confused because it doesn't seem like it has such a simple title. But it's hard to pronounce because I think the one S is spelled, it's backwards. So it's probably like Passion or something. Right? Am Am I crazy about that? Like, isn't on the title Passion, like, one of the S's inversed? Not that I see. Are you drunk? Maybe. 
right? I don't You're think so. Sword? Oh, no. Not on that poster, anyway. I, I don't see a, any posters where it is. different poster. If you Google image search long enough, you'll find anything you want, okay? Okay. <laughs> Maybe a, 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 an inverted S for a different movie by that name. Or, or that, maybe. Maybe I'm thinking of the Sondheim musical. I don't know. Point being, Christine Pick Passion, which is a Brian De Palma movie. Very divisive, I know. Woohoo! Uh, got, got some lesbian action in it, I believe. Um, Nomi no Rapace is in it. Uh-huh. Um, I've seen it, and I didn't know what I thought of it, so I think I need to see it again. All right, it's been way back in episode two was the last time, I think, that we did a, uh, uh, Brian De Palma film, so it's a good Woo-hoo. good time to follow back. And we're going to pair that. Now, those of you who are in our Facebook group know that I started a post on our page of movie recommends because I know our listeners have great recommendations and we listen and I remember them and then I forget them and then I can't remember who said them anyway. Like right now, now that I said that, I realize. Oh, I think I, oh, I forgot. I think it's Eric. I think it might be Eric. Um, this movie was recommended to us like a year ago. I is smart. And I was totally, I can't even remember what, I was like a show where I'm like, oh, we should do this. And then I changed my mind and we did something else. But um, because we're basically just doing another very female-centric cast with uh, a little bit of a lesbian action, uh, we are going to go with, we'll say Eric, but we'll confirm that next time, pick Foxfire. We're starring a very young Post no j- nose job, but pre bad Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie. I don't even know what this is, so uh, I have no idea. I I saw it when I was homesick from school, way back in high school. I remember that very distinctly. Um, it is a kind of coming of age ish girl power movie. But oh, this is the movie with Jenny Lewis in it. Is yes. and we somebody posted maybe Jeremy posted a picture on our Facebook about. Yes. Yes, with, way yeah. back when, way back when. Yes, we are finally, okay. finally covering it. Um, warning, get it soon, because I think it's listed as a short wait on Netflix. So Damn it. But short wait usually come pretty quick, so we can hope for the best. Um, and then Erica will come back to join us when we do some Fast and Furious. Yes. And take this waltziest, whatever else we will bring her back for. That would be an awful weird pairing. So Man, I can get no I can get down with talking talking about some take this waltz. Eventually, we'll find the right pairing for it. Uh, all right, um, where can Erica? Would you like to tell people where to stalk you or give them some misleading information and have them stalk someone you don't like? Um, I'm a member of the Feminine Critique Facebook group. You can find me there. My name's Erica. I'm in there. Well done. Well done. <laughs> On the Facebook, I don't use Twitter, so I'm not going to give it out. All right, sounds good. We we sort of use Twitter sometimes. Uh, if if you'd like to see if we're actually using it on that given day, uh, you find us on Twitter at Feminine Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on Facebook, you can find us at the Feminine Critique. We are we have a group and we talk about stuff. And you should go there for things. You should do that. You should go there for things. You should. Um, you should not, however. Um, embark on an odyssey of cocaine and test answers for your high school class. Does not lead to good things. Correct. But you should drift. I think that's what we concluded, right? Yes. Drifting is good. Mm-hmm. Drifting is good. All right. So on that note, drift away, our lovelies. Bye. Bye.
start to play Dance with me, make me sway Like a lazy ocean hugs the shore Hold me close, sway me more Like a flower bending in the breeze Bend with me, sway with ease When we dance you have a way with me Stay with me, sway with me Other dancers may be on the floor Dear, but my eyes will see only you Only you have that magic technique When we sway I go weak I can hear the sound of violins Long before it begins Make me thrill as only you know how Sway me smooth, sway me now Dancers may be on the floor Dear, but my eyes will see only you Only you have that magic technique When we sway, I go weak I can hear the sound of violins Long before it begins Make me thrill as only you know how Sway me smooth, sway me now When marimba rhythms start to play Dance with me, make me sway Like a lazy ocean hugs the shore Hold me close, sway me more Like a flower bending in the breeze Bend with me, sway with these When we dance you have a way Place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 